Here's What's Dropping with Zane. All right, uh, it's What's Dropping with Zane here with Amy uh, Amy Vant. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am doing swell. We are here to talk all things music and all things about you today. Uh, this is really epic because you're the first guest on What's Dropping. This show is only like four weeks old. Really? Uh, so you're the you're the first you're the lucky first one. I'm honored. <laughs> so I just wanted to go over a few questions with you about your sort of music and how 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 you sort of got into the world of making music and um, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so my first question for you is, how did you actually get into music? What was your journey into you know um, discovering your voice and actually you know creating some amazing music like you have? Um, so when I was younger, I didn't actually think I could be a singer. So I started as a drummer because I was like, you know, I'll be in the background. I'll, I'll sit tight in the back. And I had been a drummer since I was six. And then when I was in high school, I started messing with singing and I realized that I could actually do that and I could actually like go to college for it and, and take it really seriously and, and dive in. So that's when I kind of started making the transition and starting to write songs once I got to college and taking myself seriously as a singer. I think I always saw the artists that I worshipped growing up, they're songwriters and singers, and I just thought they're too cool, they're too talented, I can't do that. (laughs) It's like shooting for the stars, but then the older I got, the more I realized that I could which was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, w- and what are those artists and, and, and uh, songwriters that actually inspire you? Who, who are they? I would say the biggest ones, uh, like Coldplay, Sia, Lord, Tom O'Dell, um, yep. Matt Corby, Glenn Hansard. A lot of songwritery <laughs> artists. Yeah, a, lo- a lot of people who write songs, yeah. Now, if you could collab with any specific musician or uh, band or uh, you know artist or anything like that, who would be your top three, your dream collab? Top three? I would say Chris Martin from Coldplay would be one. Sia would be another. And maybe like Gracie Abrams? Okay, yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. Those were, I reckon your voice and their voices would work very well together, I reckon. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, now, when you're writing music, do you, what sort of mindset do you get in? Do you just, uh, you know, have your notes app on your phone and you just jot things down? Or do you, like, actually sit down and, and with a process of actually writing out a song? It's definitely some of both. So sometimes I'll just be, like, sometimes it's even in the middle of the night I'll just like wake up and have a song idea and have to pull out my notes out and just kind of write down something and write a whole song by myself and just spill it out on my piano in my place and otherwise it's it's definitely a culture I'm in LA and it's a really big culture to just do sessions every day with different producers and different writers so some days it also is like kind of like showing up at work and you know, you have some ideas that you come in with. I usually come in with like a loose concept or a title or a loose melody to bring into the crew and then they kind of help shape it out with me. So some of everything. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, now, I I have to ask you a question. This is uh, from my boss. He's a bit of a Simon Cowell fan. Apparently, he said to me that you had met, met him and he wanted to know what he's actually like. Because he's never met him and he was jealous. <laughs> no, I, Simon was really sweet. Obviously, like, he has his, you know, persona. And I was expecting him to be a little bit more of, like, a, a hardball <laughs> to meet. And especially because I, I performed 
for him for his show, Stem Drop. So I was expecting, you know, after I came off for him to be like, you know, big red X or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But he was really, really kind and he really just kind of like poured his heart out about how much he appreciated music and artists and how much he felt for us in this generation and all this stuff. He was really, really sweet. Oh, that's really cool. I'll, I'll let him know because he was... <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> now, um, I have uh, been following you for oh, a few months now, I think, on social media. I discovered you. I have no idea how I discovered you. I think you popped up on my TikTok. And uh, <laughs> that's what I, I wanted to ask. How is your social media and TikTok journey? How have you found that with helping, you know, get some uh, to, like, help uh, broadcast and advertise your music and your personality and your style how have you found that social media helps with that it's definitely been the the thing that's jump-started my career more than anything else i think at first i thought i can't do tiktok it's really daunting it has a lot of these stigmas that can be bad for artists but then i kind of just decided one day i'm not going to take it too seriously i'm just going to be myself on there and i'm not going to pretend to be anything i'm not and i'm just going to use it in only ways that suit me and who I am as an artist. So I went for it and I think that was kind of a turning point and the the way that I handled it, I think allowed it to blossom in a way that helped me get pretty Pretty much all of the opportunities that I've gotten thus far, which has been really cool. That's really cool. Uh, now, I see that you do a TikTok thing where you're singing in public. How do you come over that nerve of singing in front of, um, say, it's not hundreds of people like if you're in a, like a, a, if you're performing for them, but it's still in public, which I would find would be more terrifying. How do you come over those nerves? <laughs> I actually don't come over <laughs> them. Um, usually it's, it's, it's never gonna get less nerve-wracking because I've done a lot of stuff like that. That's kind of like Billy on the street vibe where you just approach people and you're like, hey, I'm bothering you. Um, but you really honestly, you just have to turn that part of your brain off for a second and just like open your mouth. And then I feel like I kind of just go into fight or flight a little bit and then it turns out fun and I have a good time and I see people smiling because of it and I'm just like, at least, you know, it, it makes that happen. <laughs> yeah. Do you find it harder to perform, like, just those spur of the moment sort of things like you do on your TikTok? Or do you find it harder to perform in, in front of an actual crowd that you've sort of maybe prepared for? Hmm. I think, actually, weirdly, I get more nervous for prepared shows because I think I do well in spur of the moment situations. So, like, you know just dealing with whoever walks up to me on the street, I can kind of just like figure it out as I'm going. But there's something about when something's so prepared that there's more ways to mess up, if that makes sense, because you have more guidelines for yourself. So I think that can get into my head sometimes, but there's definitely fun to both of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, I want to talk to you about music. Uh, more specifically about what sort of things have you got in the work at the moment and, and when can we expect to see this out and about? That's an exciting one. Um, my next single is coming out around in the next month or two or so. Ballpark. Okay, yep. <laughs> have an exact date yet, but I will let you know. Um, this is a little bit of a right. DL Spoiler alert, but uh, I'm putting something out with Nash. Okay. He did the I Love You song a few years back, yep. and super excited about that. He was someone I admired a lot growing up, so that's 
really cool for me. That is really cool. Well, I'm super duper excited to have that new music. We'll definitely pop it on the show as well. Um, now, tell me about your song, and forgive me because I cannot, for the love of, if, even if it was to save the world, save the world, uh, Tylenol. I did I say it right? Because I. T- yeah, I, yeah I, I did. did. Okay. All right. My boss will be happy because I can't say that word. It's just one of those words really? that I just can't say. You know, like, like when you're a kid, you can't say ambulance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like me. Oh, you nailed it. I, I nailed it. There we go. So, yeah, tell me about that song. What was the sort of, um, what's the sort of story and, uh, you know, meaning behind that sort of song for you? Um, so, the that song as well as the whole EP, which is six songs, is kind of based around this wild story that I kind of teased on TikTok a little bit, but basically the spark notes of it is that I was dating this guy for a couple years. We lived together, it was really serious. And then he was like, oh, come out, meet my family in South Africa, which is where he was from. So I flew over to South Africa. And once I got to South Africa, he completely ghosted me. (laughs) And I was like 19 at the time. And so I kind of had to just deal with the like, blindsiding you know effect of that and so it's been a lot of processing and that whole EP kind of was a sign of me processing that and you can kind of listen from start to finish and kind of hear the gears turning and hear all the like stages of grief almost of that um, since it was such a weird situation that had no closure. That is a very interesting story. I, I felt yeah. like if I was, I went overseas to meet, uh, you know, uh, my partner's family, and then I was just ghosted. Um, you know, that would be absolutely terrifying at any age. So yeah, let's say uh, I don't know how you got through that in terms of like, you know, not just breaking down and crying in a corner. I would have. I I definitely did some of that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, Out of all your music that you've created, I wanted to know what was your favorite song? It might not be your latest song, but what has been your favorite song? That's a really good question. I think of the ones that are out, I would say either Tylenol or 6.0, which is an older one, but uh, 6.0 was the first song that I put out that was mostly just produced by me, which is a really cool milestone for me. Um, and yeah, Tylenol, I just feel like was such a, I think I was writing little bits and pieces of my experiences and Tylenol felt like everything really came together to this big accumulation point And I felt like I got a lot of my feelings out and across in that song that I needed to. That's good. Yeah. That, uh, and out of the music that you haven't released, what, what could you maybe i'm not sure if we can go into too much detail here but is there a song that maybe is coming out soon that you're the most proud of or is it one that you've written that you just never bothered to put out because for whatever reason there's some of everything i mean the next three singles i have lined up are definitely some of the most the ones i've been most excited about there's one called do you love me with nash there's one called i'm the one that's very wild and kind of like punk rocky almost and then there's one called Real Time, which is really sad <laughs> and singer-songwritery. So very different vibes from the three of them, but I think those are ones that I've been really excited about. Okay, well, we look forward to, you know, <laughs> having all those out and about. Um, now, let's talk about your Spotify playlist because I know that everyone's got their own unique style on Spotify playlist and it's very it's very much a thing that I'm a wee bit curious and nosy about. What are what sort of the artists um, that you have on your Spotify playlist that maybe aren't, uh, you know, similar to who you look up to? Hmm. I mean, I... 
I also look up to these people a bunch. They're more my age, but like I have a ton of, I don't know if you've heard Ben Kessler. I have a ton of Ben Kessler. Um, a lot of Karuk and Karuk just put out, they went really viral for their If I Was a Fish song or If I Were a Fish, but all of their other discography is phenomenal. So that's all over my Spotify. Um, I have a lot of coin, really love coin. Um, who else? Gracie Abrams. Those are a lot of the big ones. <laughs> that's, that's a very cool mix of you know music on your Spotify. It's not just you know the big, you know, um, you know stale. I, I say stale very lightly. You know, like your um, your Drakes and your um, you know Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, all that sort of stuff. You've got a very unique style players. I like that. That's very very cool. Thanks. Very very cool. <laughs> um, now, what would be some advice that you would give to some other small upcoming artists who maybe are looking at um, you know? making some music that hopefully would kickstart their career in the music industry, what would sort of advice would you give them? I would say this industry is very unforgiving. So just make sure you really, really love what you're doing. And just, you know, even if you get every single no in your face, just make sure that you still love songwriting and are going to focus on songwriting and not let any of the outside factors make you waver the business side and the TikTok side just make sure that your love for music is strong enough to just keep you st centered through all of that stuff that's a very good advice yeah um now let's talk about uh, maybe some touring and whatnot do you plan to go on a you know a bit of a tour around uh, you know the usa or maybe even some other countries or you know just maybe pick some random places do you plan to do any of that sort of stuff soon i would love to i think the the thing for me that i need to happen is i'm kind of at the stage where i think an opening slot would be like a really good space for me so I definitely am trying to lock down some kind of opening slot and tour however big I can so that's that's my next goal I would say so fingers crossed something locks into place fingers crossed and if you care uh, if you could perform anywhere around the world anywhere um where would you where would your top three places to perform be uh red rocks is definitely up there um hollywood bowl would be really cool and I think a larger venue in Boston, whether it's the Garden or there's the Pavilion, that would just be really cool because I'm from there, so it's really full circle to play where I grew up. Yes, it would be. Yeah, that'd be that's pretty cool. Those are some pretty cool uh, spaces. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Um, I've loved having you. It's uh, pretty cool to have the first guest on the show. Um, we're gonna play some of your music throughout the entire show and throughout the next uh, three or four weeks. I think the boss said uh, just get it up in the playlist for you, um, and we're gonna mix it up with all your different songs so some of your newer stuff some of your older stuff as well um yeah thank you so much for joining me thank you for having me and i'm, I'm so honored that i'm the first guest i didn't even realize <laughs> i was very picky about my first guest i said i don't want someone um you know, you know that i didn't i didn't quite like their vibe so you know yeah I'm so honored thank you so much <laughs> for having me <laughs> there's no problem thanks so much for joining me you have a wonderful rest of your day stay safe <laughs> you know don't, don't go too crazy I'm gonna um, <laughs> yeah do try um, yeah thanks so much it was so nice meeting you <laughs> what's dropping with zane on, on yummy, yummy hits, hits.